This is your host, Duan Marrero, with my lovely guest, the one and only Jim D'Lo. D'Lo, we, uh, we, uh, we have Brandon Brantley on the line. He was I'm a guest him. or is he the guest? You know what? Brandon's the guest. You're just CEO. That allows me to <laughs> lease the studio. So. Let's go to Brandon. He's on the line, man. <laughs> How you guys doing? I'm well. How are you? You was watching film. I'm, you, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm good, yeah. I, I, I had it all in my – well, what I did was I put my phone on silent. I was sitting in there watching film with a player, and I felt my phone vibrating. I said, oh, my God, I forgot all about the interview, man, so I apologize. You know what we're going to do? We're going to put that as a news story that Brandon Brantley forgot all about the Calumet region. <laughs> no, 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 no. That 219 is stamped on my heart now. Hey, Brandon, remind people. Uh, we got a lot of younger uh, people that are like, Brandon Brantley, I don't know if I know that name. Uh, why are you such a big deal to the Calumet region? I don't know if I'm a big deal. Yeah, you but, are, uh, and you know it. Well, I know it. Well, go ahead. Well, I was, uh, you know, I was born and raised, and I, you know, actually, I claim two cities. I was born in Gary, raised in East Chicago, and um, went to school in Gary um, my entire life before um, going to high school um, at Andran. And so, um, once I left Andran, um, I played at Purdue, 
I was there from 91 to 96 and was fortunate enough to um, be invited back to join the staff um, in the fall of 2013. So here I am um, entering uh, my 11th season on staff with uh, Coach Painter. What a season it is, man. Uh, you guys are coming in ranked third in the country. You got 11 guys or you got a lot of guys that are going to want to see the court. What's the vibe down there right now? Um, you know, I remember a couple seasons ago, um, we, we, um, um, we got to be ranked number one in the country and, um, we had, we, we had never, it, it, that had never been done, um, at Purdue university. And, um, we go to Rutgers, Ron Harper Jr. Um, throws in the shot from half court beats us and that ranking goes away. Um, and then the season afterwards, last season, um, I can't remember how many weeks we were able to hold on to that number one ranking. Um, but I think what our guys have found out is, like, with that number one ranking, man, you, you're going to take everybody's best shot. And so while it was while it was a great thing to be recognized um, as the best team um, in the country as far as the rankings go, um, I think you know that 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 you know we're not we're definitely not satisfied with that because you don't you don't you don't get a chance you don't hang banners because you were number one you don't get trophies um, you actually have to go out and compete and I think we did but it's you know I don't think guys people realize how hard it is when you step out every game you step out onto and um, everybody is gunning for you so you know with that with that number three preseason ranking. Um, I think our, you know our guys realize, man. There's a there's a there's a target on us. You know, everybody's going to want a piece of us, and so you know we we got to be we've got to be ready um, um, for that. Coach, you went to um, Europe this past summer to build you know cohesiveness, gel with your guys. You went to Slovakia, uh, Czech Republic, Austria, Bratislava, and Austria. What was that camaraderie like this past summer, and just experiencing all those countries uh, with your guys? It was great, you know. I, I me myself, I've I played in um, I played in Europe for ten years, and so um, I love Europe. I love the vibe. I know what it's about. Um, but I like when when people have never been over there and they get a chance to experience it. So, you know, it was good, man. The guys were, you know, we did a lot of sightseeing, and um, you know, we we experienced different cultures and we tried different foods and. Played four games over there, and of course the game was a little bit different in how they play it over there. Um, but it was, you know, it was it was uh, it was an educational experience, and um, I think the guys really enjoyed it. Um, they represented um, not only our program but but the country um, to the best of their abilities. Um, and when you do, and when you do those trips like that, you know you you know you you don't have any choice. Your team does become closer because you're away from home and and um, you know, guys are uh, going out and walking the streets together and, and hanging out more. So I definitely think it, it did bring our team closer together. Before I kick it back to D'Lo, you had Zach play uh, for Canada in the World Cup. What experience did he take away earning bronze uh, with Canada? Well, it was a big deal because Canada had never uh, medaled in that event. And so it was a big, it was, that, that's a big deal. Um, you know, for their program, you know, you know, just to be able to do that. But I think, you know, as far as uh, Zach goes, being around um, professionals and, and seeing like how those guys just approached um, um, the day, each and every day, just 
you know, you know how those guys got up in the morning and and, and uh, eating breakfast and and um, um, watching film and how they handled practices and shooting rounds and um, their preparation uh, for games. You know what they did out. You know after the games. You know, and as good as he as, as Zach is, you know he's never played professional basketball. So whenever you get a chance to be around older guys and are and, and, and that are doing it um, at that level. Um, it's such an invaluable experience. Coach, you got a lot of guys that want to see the court, and a lot of them are got to be, uh, you know, pushing each other around in practice. What do you tell someone who's fighting for court time? Well, you know, the one thing about it is when you you're coaching the team, you got to be fair with everyone. So, like, there are no favorites, and so. You know, you, you tell guys to say, hey, man, like, you know, because sometimes what, what gets lost is, is guys come in, especially young guys, and, they, and they, they've never been in that position where you have to show up every single day and, um, and, and compete and compete for time because everybody wants to play. And so you got to explain it to guys like it, it's done through practice. You know, every, everything, everything counts. You know, coaches watching – you know who's getting who's who's getting there early and getting shots up. You know who's who's listening to you know what he's saying. Um, who's playing as hard as they can. Who's staying afterwards. And so you know we explain to those guys like like everything counts. But you know most importantly, you know you know not just Purdue. I can say probably say it about every program in the country. Man, you you want guys that are going to compete. So um, you know we love each and every one of these guys. We're going to do everything in our power. Um, to help every um, every one of these guys, but you also got to be honest and, and and fair with them. Because at the end of the day, we got to win ball games. This is this is not the YMCA league where everybody gets um, ten minutes, and um, you know we we all getting the equal amount of the pie. You know it's, it's it's different at this level. We're talking to Brandon Brantley here on Dewan's podcast. Uh, obviously, I'm a big Purdue fan and have been following this. Do you mind if we ask a couple personnel questions on? First of all, let's start in the middle. Zach Eady, he comes back. How big is that for this program? Oh, huge, man. To, to, to be able to bring back the National Player of the Year, um, I think he had a fantastic summer um, as far as, man, just he stayed down here and, and he got in the weight room and, and chiseled his body up and uh, worked on his cardio, um, worked to add more things to his game. Um, he wants to continue to uh, improve as a defensive player. So to bring a guy back like that, I mean, is 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 tremendous. And he's got a chance to um, um, go be the uh, national player of the year. You know, in back-to-back seasons, I don't think it's been done since Ralph Sampson. So he's got a little bit of motivation. Um, I think he wants to do it. But but you know, above anything else, man, he wants to win, and and you know that's what makes that kid so special. Jackson Wren, how's he coming along? Say that again. Jackson Wren. Uh, oh, that... Trey Kaufman Wren. Yeah, Kaufman Wren. I'm sorry. Had yeah, a, Trey. Had a, had a phenomenal, had a phenomenal summer. Like the kid didn't go home at all. He was motivated. Um, um, he was one of those guys like Zach that just didn't leave campus. And, you know, every time you know you, 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 he was always doing something. He was in the weight room. He was on the court. Like he was just had a phenomenal summer. Um, we went over to Europe. Um, he led us in scoring. He was, he was, you know, he was, he was tremendous for us. And so, um, we're excited to see what 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 he's going to do. I think he's improved his game. He's added some things. 
Um, he's talked about becoming a better defensive player as well. So, um, you know, definitely excited to see what he's going to do. Uh, Miles Colvin comes in, fairly heralded player. He's coming into an already maybe a two or three somewhere in there. His addition and pushing practices, what has that done? And a two-part question, Brantley, to that. Is he the most athletic guard in the country? I mean, in the Big Ten. Um, well, I, I, I saw the kid Cohen Carr, man. I don't know. I think he's a forward, but, man, he, boy, he is really athletic. I, I agree Miles with you. Is, yeah. Miles, Miles is, is, I mean, his athleticism is, is, uh, is, is breathtaking at times, like what that kid can do. Um, but, you know, he's a young guy, and um, I tell people, I said, man, I've, you know, I'm, I've been here 11 years, and I've, I've, I've yet to see, like, a young guy just come in here and just have it figured out and just be ready to roll. Like, they always struggle with something. And so, for him, you know, a lot of freshman moments, man. He's, you know, and he's he's young. Uh, you know, he, he really should be a senior in high school. Um, and so, he's by far the youngest guy on our team. Um, but I think our team has been tremendous with him. Um, they've been patient. Because it's, 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 it's not easy when young guys come in. And these guys have been doing it, man. They've been in the, in the weight room and, and – and, They've done all the conditioning. They've been through those practices. They've been through the wars. And, and they, you know, this kid has yet to do that. Um, and so he comes in every day. He's got a great mindset. Um, he's getting better, learning um, what it what it takes at this level to, to, to show up every single day and compete as, as hard as you can. So, um, you know, I just tell him, I said, win the day. I said, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. We got a lot of guys on our team. I said, they still make mistakes. And, then, you know, it's hard when you're a young guy because – you know, you don't want to be that guy. You make a mistake and everybody's calling your name and they're trying to come over and correct you. And, you know, it, it gets tiresome. I've been there as a as a, as a young player. I remember those days. Um, so for him, you know, the message is, hey, man, you play as hard as you can. You compete as hard as you can. If you make a mistake, don't worry about it. Run down on the other end. Play as hard as you can. Come back. Get it corrected. Coach, Lance Jones, uh, transfer. Is he a is – he Graduate from SIU? Yes. What can yes. we expect uh, from him this season? Oh, man, he's been tremendous for us as well. Hard, hard competitor. He's from a great program down at SIU. Um, um, those those guys uh, uh, believe in defense down there. So we're getting a guy that um, can break down defenses, get in the paint, make shots. But he should be our, I think he should be our best perimeter defender. Um, he can really get into the ball make it hard on guys. But above, you know, everything else, man, he, he he's such a great kid and got a great attitude. So, man, he's definitely been um, um, a welcome addition in our locker room. Coach, he's going to, you know, he's mostly a point guard. You got Braden Smith in the backcourt. You got Lance now. You got Lawyer there. Uh, you, you got a couple other guys, maybe even moving Miles in the back there. You think you guys will be a little bit stronger this year in the backcourt? Um. Braden is another guy that's had a phenomenal offseason. Um, he's so competitive, uh, plays hard. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to big things from that kid, man. He's like a little energizer buddy. just shows up every day. And I'm just like, how do you maintain that energy? But that's, you know, that's him. And um, um, just such a great attitude. Um, there'll be times when, you know, we'll have him and Lance Jones in the backcourt together. You and will, I huh? They, they, I think they'll 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 play well off of each other. So you know, I'd like to see that. I mean, they're both kind of 
traditionally point guards, but sometimes good point guards can play off of each other. And I think uh, Jones was one of the top 15 scorers in SIU history. So, I mean, uh, you know, it'd be nice to see some more points out of the backcourt. You know, you got a lot of guys that have, have a lot of court uh, time. Mason Gillis, Caleb First, uh, Lawyer, of course, last year. How important it is it to have that kind of full roster? Oh, very, very important. And the, and the one thing is, like, you know, those guys know they show up and they know, like, it's, it's done, like, every day through practices, you know, showing up and just being the best that you can be. Um, and so when we get in the games, like, guys are not shocked because, you know, they, they've been pushing each other in practice. And, you know, like a lot of guys have been, in, you know, in these wars, man. It's, it's, you know, we get into Big Ten play. Uh, it's, it's not pretty. I mean, we've got a tough non-conference schedule. You know, we'll see the likes of Gonzaga, we'll see Arizona, um, Alabama, Xavier, you know, amongst others. So, um, and guys like Mason Gillis and Caleb First and, and Zach Eady, you know, um, they, they've, they, they've seen programs like that. We were able to, to defeat um, Gonzaga, um, Duke, West Virginia, um, last season, the season before, we beat Villanova um, in North Carolina out in the um, Hall of Fame Classic out in Connecticut. So these guys have, have been in, 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 in big games, and um, you know they, they know what to expect in these games. So it's, it's, it won't shock them. Coach, it's that time of the year. It's fall. It's getting chilly out. But you guys are going to Hawaii. You guys got uh, Gonzaga, potentially, Tennessee, Syracuse, or Kansas, Marquette, UCLA, or Chaminade. What's the energy been like for the guys going to Maui and playing in the uh, Maui Invitational this this upcoming fall? I don't think, man. We've I don't think we've uttered one word about Hawaii. You know, in practice, you know, right now it's just us trying to be the best um, version of Purdue um, we can be. And so, uh, you know, Purdue like like every other team in the country. You're trying to get your guys to play as hard as they can, to show up and compete every day, um, uh, to be crisp on on offense, uh, hitting um, hitting guys on box outs, sprinting the floor in transition, um, talking. Um, and so you know, every day, man, we just we just try to be a little bit better. Um, and so you know, for us, um, you know, it's just you know whatever opponent we have that's that's on the schedule. I think that's who we're focused on. I know those guys in the back of their mind, like they know um, um, Maui's a big deal and they know who's going to be out there. So, um, you know, I expect us to be ready. So, you know, those 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 guys are, are definitely going to embrace it. Coach, what's your role on that coaching staff down there for Matt Painter and the rest of the guys? Um, Honestly, it's whatever coach asked me to do. You know, I, I know I've, I've gotten that reputation of working with the bigs. Um, the bigs are definitely um, um, a vital part of uh, what we do here um, at Purdue. So with me um, playing that position, um, just the, 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 the knowledge and experience I bring, um, very comfortable right there. Um, um, we all have a hand in recruiting. Um, but it's just, you know, if you, if you ask coaches, just, you know, it's, it's you know, whatever is needed to, to, to make Purdue um, um, the best that day. Sasha being on staff, how's that feel? Another region oh, guy, right? Crown Point Tremendous, graduate man. under Clint Swan. You know, 
you know, Sasha is going to be a great coach, but, man, just such a good kid and, you know, love walking in the office and, and, and seeing him. I think he has tremendous value. All the players love him. Um, he helps P.J. with the offense. Um, so those them young guys, man, they just they got the energy. And, and, you know, coach's thing is, you know, guys that have done it, they know it better. So, like, he and P.J., they, they, you know, they, they were in that offense. I think, like, guys that have, like, played the game, you kind of understand that sometimes when you're sitting there and looking at it on paper and it's just, you know, I was like that as a player. Like, I, I never had problems with plays. Um, but then all of a sudden, you know, you you sitting behind a desk and you and and, and uh, you're looking at plays. It's a little bit different. So you're talking about guys who, you know, both of those guys, um, three year starters, um, high IQ guys. Um, so they they understand that off that offense inside out. But um, Sasha, man, he's another two one two one nine guy, um, bleeds black and gold. So man, just a, a uh, a great addition to our staff. What's the best part about coaching, Brantley? <clears throat> um, helping people. Um, you know, and I, I know I'm here. You know, um, as a role as an assistant coach, but I tell any kid that I cross paths with, like I'm, I'm here for all kids. So don't just think I'm here for these guys that <clears throat> put these jerseys on. But you know, sometimes um, in recruiting, man, you meet so many different people. Um, from different families, different backgrounds, and um, sometimes you get kids whose um, dads haven't been in their lives, and um, maybe uh, no one in their family um, has a college education. Or, you know, it's always going to be something. And so for me, um, um, it's helping those guys um, be able to realize their dreams. You know, you see these guys when they're young, when you uh, you start out and you're in these gyms and you're watching them, and all of a sudden. You start to you get to know them because you're recruiting them and you try to grow that relationship. And if you're fortunate enough to get them, you know, I always think back to, you know, when I first saw that kid. And and it's hard, you know. I was a student athlete, and so it's 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 not easy. Man, it's a lot of hard days. Um, but when kids, when you know, when they're able to win championships, um, they walk across that stage and they get their diploma. <clears throat> that's why that's why I got into it. That that's what it's all about, right there. How how beneficial um, was Big Dog on campus? Because I I rarely see him on campus, and and I and I got a photo of you with the boys with Conzo and uh, Big Dog, and I saw Big Dog take a photo with Braylon Mullins and Trent Sicily. What was that like having him on campus? Um, it it, it was special, you know, um, you know, definitely for me because you know we 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 go back. You know, I first met Glenn back in, in 1987, man, a long man. time ago. You know, we go back playing against each other, playing with each other, um, obviously with college teammates and um, just, you know, our relationship off the court, you know. Uh, so he hadn't, he probably hadn't been up here in about, you know, nine, ten years. And so, you know, um, obviously everyone knows who he is. He's made probably the, the um, the greatest guy to ever don this jersey here at, at, at Purdue. So none of you know none of the, the guys on our current roster have ever met him. They've heard about him. So for him to show up and watch practice, and then you know for them to you know to be able to meet him, and then you know him and Zach talked a little bit. They took a photo together. You know, two guys that were fortunate enough to um, be named uh, College Player of the Year. Um, it was it was a great day for our program. You know, that to, to to you know have him back 
um, this past weekend. We're talking to Brandon Brantley on Dewan Marrero podcast. If you're listening on the radio, uh, that's who's on the uh, phone right now. And if you're watching on Jed TV, if you're uh, on the podcast, uh, if you haven't found the podcast, don't forget to go and just type in Apple, Spotify, anywhere and get the Juan Marrero podcast. He's uh, really getting some great guests, and we certainly have one today in Brandon Brantley. Coach, I don't want to keep you too much longer, but if we could have a more global view, some major changes going on in college basketball. you got conferences, you got NILs. You have, you know, those are the the conference realignments and the NILs and kind of maybe even just a general attitude of uh, giving some more power back to the athlete. Uh, How do you you keep your guys focused amongst all of the change that's going on? You know, the one thing is it goes back to recruiting. And um, um, I think we try to recruit kids from, from, from solid, grounded families. You know, and 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 not me trying to be stereotypical, um, and that doesn't mean like it's you know I'm a kid from like a two parent household because we recruited some kids um, that came from single moms and and they were fabulous, man. They did great great jobs with those kids. Um, so I think anytime like you know when you when you recruit kids and and they come from good families, great families, and they believe in like what you're trying to do they see the vision it's just going to help you and so we've been fortunate enough to um to to recruit kids like that coach i don't want to keep you too long like jimmy said i know you got to go and um you know i always appreciate you when you accept the invitation to come on wjob and talk to myself and d it means a lot to kind of get a pulse on purdue basketball and i always appreciate what you do in the mentorship with a lot of kids that you cross paths with and it's pretty dope to see what you do and continually do it on a consistent basis at a high level. Um, been around a, gr- a lot of great coaches and um, not too long ago, Gene Cady got inducted into the Naismith Hall of Fame. If you could just talk about that and, you know, what that means to, to the Purdue family. Oh, man, it was, I mean, everybody was so ecstatic because, you know, we were we were trying to make it happen for Coach. You know, Coach not a spring chicken, man, and so – you're talking about a guy that, that put his heart and soul into the game and um, um, wanted to make sure that he was around to be able to see it. You know, it's probably the it's, it, it is the ultimate honor um, um, in basketball. And so, um, you know, we explained it to our guys. And this is, you know, like how many guys do you know that 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 are in the, the Naismith Hall of Fame? You know, I don't I don't know. Like I don't I I've, I've never asked myself that question, but I mean, I, I, I bet it won't go past five, like, you know, five guys that I know personally. And so here's a guy that like recruited me out of high school, um, coached me, um, helped mold me, um, um, definitely played a role um, in me becoming the best basketball player um, I could be. And, 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 you know, helped me get this job, man, was always positive with me. And so, um, it was it was a huge honor, man. Everybody was happy. We were all talking about it. I was just a little bit disappointed because we had that trip planned to Europe. But if we didn't have that trip to Europe, man, I was I was going to be um, um, out there to see Coach going to that Hall of Fame, man. That's that's a that's a that's a big deal. Well, Coach, I, I appreciate it. Um, just taking the time out of your morning. You know, who's you watching film with this morning? Um, we just—I was in there actually with just PJ and Sasha, man. We were watching um, some stuff from practice and 
just trying to take notes on it. Um, so it's a good thing, you know. It, it's when you got young guys, man. They got energy, so you gotta you gotta make sure that you up in the morning and matching that energy, man. But they, you know, they definitely keep you on your toes. So, coach, we're glad. Thanks for keeping that uh, connection with the region. Uh, we're all proud of you and what you've done up here, and you rep us well. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Bradley. Thank you guys for for having me on and for supporting us. So. Anytime you guys need me to come on, man, you know, Dewan Rico has my has my number. You know, you guys just give me a call and I'm there. Absolutely. We'll Th- stay connected, Brantley. Thanks okay. a lot. Have a great morning, guys. Thank you again. Thank you. Man, uh, that's exciting, like college basketball. Three and in the country. I know. I was just at Marquette practice with uh, Conzo Martin, right, and that's another Purdue connection and – you know, watching Shaka Smart coach his number five team in the country, right, having that, that luxury to just be inside that facility and just watch the guys compete. And both teams have more than five returners coming back, and I'm excited for the season. And You know, um, I saw that Marquette was number five. Yeah, they have eight returners. Why? Uh, Kansas, of course, is at the top, and rightfully so. Yeah. Uh, they're only a 10-to-1. If you bet them in Vegas right now, they're 10-to-1. But what the heck's going on with Marquette? I don't know that much about them. I got a couple of buddies that went to Marquette, and they're right. saying, oh, five's low. We should be three. We're better than Purdue. I mean, how good are they? They're really good. I mean, Shaka's smart. Um, comes from that VCU regime. Um, he, he led them deep in the March Madness, and then he went over to the University of Texas, kind of shaped things around over there, then departed there to go to Marquette. And I believe they won a Big East championship last year. And Made a nice little run in uh, in March, and Shaka has a lot of energy. He's only 44, eight returners, and he's a grinder. Anybody in that Marquette, that Milwaukee culture knows that it's a blue-collar community, and that's what Marquette brings, that intensity, and they get to play at the Pfizer Forum. Yes, <laughs> uh, it makes a difference. Hey, uh, remind people what you do. You don't have to yeah. go too far in, but they're like DeJuan Marrero, podcast. Yeah. He, you know, he's a basketball player. I heard of him. Moorhead State's playing at Purdue, by the way. We yeah. need to go to that. I'm actually uh, going to the homecoming. They, they're featuring me um, in in their December cover for what I do for work and being a Moorhead alum, courtesy of LinkedIn. They's like, hey, we want to reach they're out. They're putting you on the front page? They interviewed me to see if I was open to talk about my time at Moorhead and they saw my LinkedIn and saw like what I do day to day, you know, covering high school basketball, and they were pretty amazed. They thought that was really cool. So the then alumni. I'm not going to game with you because you're <laughs> going to have uh, interviews and all your all no. the all the Moorhead people. But uh, tell people what you do. Uh, I work for Paragon Marketing Group, um, headquarters in Chicago. I'm on the ESPN account, and being on the ESPN account, I get to go to a lot of variety of premier events. Um, one of the a-list celebrities I get to cover day-to-day is Bryce James, who is LeBron James' son. And wherever he goes, nine out of ten times, I'm there on site covering him and all the ESPN top 25 players who are potential McDonald's All-American. And, uh, for example, one of my clients is Lalamere down in LaPorte, Indiana, and they have their annual uh, LaPorte Lalamere Invitational in, in December. No, I'm sorry, first week of January where they bring in Montvert, Sunrise Christian, IMG, all the powerhouse prep schools. But that's my job is to get coverage and connect with the athletes and try to show them there's life outside of basketball as being an example. Right now we just talked to Brandon about – I can't even do that. I mean, he's such, he's such a great example for us in the region, and people sometimes don't 
I think some of the younger athletes and our right. announcers, they don't even know who he is. No. And I think he likes it that way. He does. He likes to be on the bench, and you can see his big bald head there, <laughs> and he's doing a great job, but he, he's a real force. And every once in a while, you'll see Painter, when he really wants to get the truth, he'll turn to his longtime friend, Absolutely. Brandon Brantley. But he did address that, you know, there's a lot of change going on. You got to, you know, you're seeing these high school athletes that are under immense pressure right. and under immense scrutiny. And quite frankly, everybody wants a part of them. You know, how are these kids even making it through, man? Well, you know, the dollar, right? They see they could generate revenue. And if you was that parent that necessarily didn't have the impact as your kid, you necessarily could live through your child and you could do the negotiations. Um, you know, 15-year-olds, 16-year-olds are getting compensated at a large amount. You know, they could pay rent when inflation's at all-time high, but you have the new conference realignment. You have UCLA and, and USC coming in to play um, in Lafayette, right? Um, for example, Mick Cronin, who used to be the coach at Cincinnati, uh, love the way he coaches, but he has the most internationals right now on his team. He has seven international players because he gets the guys from Europe and – they necessarily don't really care about what conference or NIL to that fact. So um, it's a lot that's going on, and it's like with headlines every day, new headlines, and you're just trying to keep the momentum. And like you say, you got to adjust and trying to find a rhythm in the flow to stay balanced. And uh, it's a lot, but I'm excited though for the most part. And we have a lot of good basketball here in the, in the region and in the area with Marquette, you know, Purdue, IU picking up um, a really good player not too long ago. Woodson's doing a lot of um, fixing at IU. And not to mention, a lot of people's staffs get to increase because of the revenue that these conferences are generating. It's not just, let's say you had six staff members, now you have 15 staff members. You have a small Fortune 500 company at these colleges. Yeah, and that all comes from the TV. Yeah. That's it. And obviously we're doing that here locally for our own Jed TV. We can see the masses. This is our... You know, we, we had our biggest weekend ever last weekend, and we could just see the potential for returning money to these athletic departments at the high school level. Right. And we could see it, and, and, and at the small college, smaller D2, D3 schools, they may not be small in population, but they're not, you know, the D1 athletics. There's a lot of money there, but you're going at kids that are 15, 16 years old. They're getting NIL deals. Right. They have to negotiate that. Uh, they're, you know, sometimes they're paying the rent for mom and da mom or dad yeah. or both. And it's, uh, it's just so much pressure. You look back to when you were 15 or 16, you think you could have handled it? Yeah, I got arrested. So Marvin Ray, you know, he probably would have done what was best for his program. You know, he would, he was great at, if you're going to utilize one of our players because of what they could do on the floor, everyone behind him has to be taken care of also. That was one thing I... I was taught, for example, Rafael Davis got to, um, I was remote, but we had an event in Vegas called Top Flight, and um, Rafael Davis got to work with me this weekend, you know, for Paragon, and he was ESPN analyst, but he did it remote in Indianapolis, right? So being able to use my relationships and network and helping one of my guys that fit him he did a great job, and I called him yesterday to let him know, hey, I listened to your voice all day because I had to do highlights and had to watch film like Brantley. But it's amazing to see, you know, what I've learned from Marvin. And, you know, I wish when we had Jabari Parker at the um, Genesis Center, 
you know, maybe I could have negotiated revenue, right? Because people weren't necessarily coming to see me and Jabari Parker 10 years later now that I kind of reflect. So times have changed and, you know, you wish you would have knew this, but at that time it was definitely legal. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I'm with you in that I know that there are a lot of basketball purists by the way, if you are li- we are live here on October 18th and we're on the radio. Anybody wants to chime in, it's uh, 219-845-1100. We didn't take any calls because we had Brandon. But, you know, uh, I'm with you. I think it's a positive. And, you know, for a long basketball purists a lot of times will say, hey, you know, we shouldn't be paying kids who are 15 years old. They shouldn't be making any money in college. I mean, let's be straight. Do you think that Zach Eady stays if he can't negotiate these uh, really large NILs? Right. No, no, I don't. I don't. I don't think he stays. And Caleb Williams from USC. Right? Oh. You know, he's able to negotiate going to the NFL or staying at USC for one more year. And a lot of like, uh, is it Sam Hartman from uh, Notre Dame QB? He's like 24, 25 years old. That's that's crazy or the time i go back 10 years ago i had a triple double at east chicago it's it's really no footage of it but around the region right they know if they were at that game against east chicago i was an undersized four or five man that had a triple double now if you have a triple double in college that makes the internet that could have been on jet tv but also top 10 espn yeah this kid from gary has a triple double and but it's also a potential nil deals that comes with that triple double (laughs) So that's how kids are able to kind of flip that opportunity. Hey, man. Thanks, like always, let me come on your podcast. You said it right at the beginning. I'm your guest. No. This is your podcast. It's certainly gaining You're the some, CEO. And- he's cer- you're certainly gaining some strength. Uh, you're able to get some pretty cool guests. Anybody that is catching Brandon Brantley, you need to go back on some of the other episodes, some of these amazing interviews. I was uh, g- glad enough to sit in with Spike Albrecht. Yeah. Uh, you know, we had... Uh, give me the, who's the last one that was in here? And I forget who we talked to. Um, uh, Alger Boswell, well, yeah. man. And you know what? Reagan the, Hatcher. Ray- she's, she's on my, she's, she's on the top right now. I actually have her in my notes to reach out to her. Cause I, I want to know about her dad. And as I got older, I began to appreciate history. Oh, I interviewed him not too long before he died. Really? I got I got to dug that out, dig that out. Yeah. He was I couldn't get him to stop rocking his chair. He was in his rocking chair. He's an old guy. Right. And it, so it was a little bit of click, click, click on the interview. And I was, you know, you, you and him? I, you and I yeah. want to do the, you want pure sound. But uh, it was a great interview. And he was open and he was talking about what was happening in the 60s and how difficult that was and how people undermined his efforts. I mean, there's a huge amount of history there that Reagan can bring. Yeah. But Elger Boswell... Uh, his dad, his mom was a big judge around here, and he is in a situation right now where they're losing students, and he has to some. I mean, he's in a big kind of pressure situation. But they came up with playing Gary, staying Gary, right? And uh, they lost another 500 students, and you know he's up against the wall. Michael Suggs, right? He's running the district now. And uh, he might be a good interview. He tries to stay away from the limelight. But once he takes that job, that's too bad. You have to. Too bad. It is. Um, Even if I try to, you know, be modest about some stuff, I got to be more direct and more stern and more open about what I do because the perception it gives off. But that is what I do. And 
I'm around these athletes and I see them on in the NBA. You're starting to see now you give a lot of young kids a lot of dough and then they go about it the wrong way off the floor. You start to see more headlines now that I'm starting to see. Rather, they, they, they can't necessarily maintain or have the maturity to give a, an 18, 19-year-old, what, $20 million? And then they go out and think they are invincible, and now they have they broke the law in some sort. And that's what I'm starting to see now from a lot of younger athletes in the NBA. Have you? Oh, I mean, I, I think one of the – we just talked here yeah. uh, two hours ago. We had John Doherty on. John was, is very instrumental with Notre Dame, and they have L-A-N-D, and it's basically to teach the athletes what to do after they're done. Right. You know what I mean? And, and I'm so glad to see that because 60% of all NBA players are broke within five years. Right. How in the hell does that happen? Right? Well, nobody sat down and said, listen, this is how it's going to be. We need to put some money away for an annuity. Need to push this stuff here because this, the music's going to stop. Right. If anything, these kids getting this money at such a young age and these NILs and stuff like that, at least it gives a chance to educate them early right. about what they need to be thinking about. Now, some of them aren't going to listen and they're just going to go hog wild and spend it and go nuts and you get it and there's not going to be anything left and they're going to be another statistic. Right. But some of them are going to hear the call. Yeah, and, and sometimes it's, you know, trial and error. Mentors, coaches, like guys like Branley. The same deep conversation we had with Branley is the same one I had with Conzo Martin. And I was there for Shaka Smart, and I ended up taking a photo with Conzo Martin at Marquette because he gave his, his story about going through cancer and in the 90s trying to make it, and basketball was his only option A, being from East St. Louis. Being the only black player from East St. Louis trying to navigate everyday society and the, the culture that Painter instills is, is pretty great. And uh, I appreciate that convo with Conzo and um, Shaka Smart. Two, two of people who I, I look up to, um, I got to watch their practice, and that meant a lot to me last week. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's, I appreciate uh, been you. a great podcast. I just can't promo it enough. Dewan's, uh, Dewan's getting thanks the real th deal. Thanks for taking the time out. I mean, what, we have November. It's Purdue games. I'll be sitting with WJOB and your dad. Um, listening to Mackie. And before we go, hear this, hear this hot take. Forgot to mention the Brantley. Um, the top arenas to play in is Kansas Allen, Fieldhouse, Cameron Indoor Stadium, which is Duke, um, UCLA, Pauley Pavilion, um, and Penn, and not to mention Mackie Arena. Those are the top five. Uh, I would go, I would go, I have not been to Kansas, but I've been to Duke. That's number one in my book. By Dude. far. I've, and I've been to Pauly, Mackey Arena, do, hands down better than Pauly Pavilion. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for this uh, Big Ten to merge so I can go back to the West Coast. Um, that's why I follow <laughs> a lot of UCLA. So Big time. Not until, Dewan, it's until uh, next time. And, you know, um, with Miss Hatcher, I'm going to reach out to her, Reagan, and uh, see if she's open. She should be because we're Facebook friends, and I'm looking forward to the next time. All right, man. Thanks right. a lot. Thanks. Thanks, Rob. Ravigire, producer.
Bills pile 